And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I'm your host, as always, Ronnie Landis. And today I have a very special guest joining me. Her name is Diane Kayser, and she is a former pro soccer player turned functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and hormone warrior. Diane is a visionary and game changer in the world of women's hormones and detox, empowerment, and leadership. She works with people in a diversity of ways, and Diane is a good friend of mine and really, really excited to have her on. And we're going to dive deep into a multitude of different topics, both um, human health and particularly focused on women's health and a lot of interesting topics that I think are very, very important to talk about and her own personal experience, um, and a lot of other cool stuff. So welcome to the show, Diane. It's a pleasure to have you. Hey, thanks, Ronnie, for the pleasant introduction, rereading some of my own words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, the best place to start here is a little bit of an introduction into the work that you do and the focus that you have. Um, Obviously, this is a show about holistic, it really is, it's, it's holistic health, but really human potential from a holistic and integrative perspective. And really, we go into all areas of, of health and nutrition and transformation, and we go into areas of spirituality and um, a lot of different aspects of the human condition from trauma release, addictions, psychological, emotional, psychosomatic, and metaphysical type of areas, which I know that you're really um, experienced in all those things. And obviously the human condition or the human experience is multifaceted. So when we talk about health, it's a mind, body, heart, spiritual perspective. It's an integrative perspective. 
And that's what I appreciate about you and the work that you do, as well as working very much on the physical body. So let's just dive into a little bit about your backstory. Who are you? And, uh, you know, how did you how did you get into this work going from being a pro athlete and getting really focused on health? Mm, Big opening there. First of all, I appreciate all of those areas. I appreciate that you can speak on that language and the listeners and they can follow along with that because if we don't get that we are a culmination of all of those ingredients, then we're selling ourselves short and selling our soul short for the rest of our life. So you're not this mind, you're not this body. Once you can get past all of that, you can get into the soul work, which is the journey that I'm after is really diving into the shadows. And that's actually... That's actually how I got where I am now. So I'm 40 now. I don't feel like it. Um, my breast implants are kind of making me feel like it, but that's another story we'll get into. Um, is when I was a pro athlete, it, it was great. You know, I had I, I played professional in Germany. Um, I played in the WPSL, which was the highest in America that you could play, and um, I played alongside members like you may have heard of um, the lead scorer for our women's world cup team, Megan Rapino, Rachel Rapino, her twin sister, they're both still playing. Um, also a lot of the women who were playing in the world cup, one kind of women's soccer came in the map, like, like Brandy Chastain. And that was awesome. Like what, what an honor. And then I played in, in, in Germany. And about that time I was about 22 years old. I was probably the sickest I'd ever been um, up until now at that point, because I was eating a tremendous amount of, um, pseudo food, uh, was not real food. Uh, I didn't know that gluten was super toxic. And that was, that was right around the time they started putting glyphosate in our food, you know, 1996, actually that was GMO time. Glyphosate was more like four years ago, but nevertheless, I was struggling with UTIs, urinary tract infections. Um, even in, in between my cycles, I'm like, why am I bleeding? This is this is very painful, um, debilitating urinary tract infections, um, lots of female uh, reproductive viruses that I didn't know um, what they were, where they coming were coming from. Doctors were misdiagnosing me. Um, I actually carried a diagnosis for 15 years that I thought was mine, and it actually wasn't. A doctor misdiagnosed me. <laughs> that was um, pretty difficult too. I was put on heavy medications back then. Uh, I, I struggled with um, autoimmune disease that was not diagnosed and a lot of thyroid problems. So it was this like amazing athlete, but it came from what so many of us do when we feel like we're not enough. And then I just did a webinar on my own page about this is that this one deep, dark root, that's a huge weed called shame. And this is the dark, dark emotion that many people don't even want to touch or even possibly know And what happens is we have all these overarching emotions like fear and frustration and envy and jealousy and, and and the things that we think are the problem that manifest as symptoms, which is our beautiful body, what my beautiful body, um, I was shaming back then, like, why are you, you know, taking me off the soccer field? It was like, it was like urinary tract infections was like the yellow card. It was like, get off the game. And and it was like, I, I can't play anymore when I'm, when I feel this way, but I was still playing at my best. I I wonder like we as athletes or high performance people, how could we feel or how how could we have performed if we knew about the the shame and and the sugars and the shadows and, and the shoulds and we should all over ourselves and we're just carrying around this stuff and how heavy is that and how 
we can't perform or run as fast or think as quickly um, if we knew what we knew now. So it's kind of like I'm talking to my former self as a 40-year-old, as a 20-year-old going, gosh, if you could go back in time and, and change the way that you fueled your mind, your body, your heart, and your soul, what kind of athlete could you have been then? So, um, so I went through all of that and I took the drugs, I took the prednisone, I took um, the birth control and I turned up with autoimmune disease. I turned up with SIBO. I turned up with IBS. I turned up with thyroid disease. I turned up with severe adrenal dysfunction, lots of heavy metals, candida, parasites, fungus, viruses. My gut still now is the worst that it has ever been according to labs. So according to labs, which is what we run in my practice, I'm, I should be bedridden, but there's something in my soul and that's the message that I want to portray to everybody is that if you know what you're here to do and what this is what we call establishing a soul goal, then that will carry us forward beyond any lab, beyond any secretory IgA or any kind of parasite or any kind of bug or any kind of hormone dysfunction. According to my formula, I should not be able to get out of bed, but there's something deeper inside of me that wants to support and help and lift other people of the person that I was once numbing, um, drinking, sex, um, DUIs, depression, uh, suicide, you know, all of these things became part of me because back then I wasn't performing at my best and that voice of you're not enough. That's why I was a professional athlete. The shame turned me into someone who performed at a higher level because that's how I proved to the outside world that I was enough, but I was still very sick on the inside. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, there, there's so many things I can relate with, uh, especially being a, a professional athlete myself and going through knee injuries and, and tons of inflammation and just all the all the stumbling blocks that we go through as athletes performing at such a high level. And then, you know, kind of like looking back and wondering like what what could have happened? How much better could I have been? How much quicker could I have recovered or not needed to recover at all if I knew what I knew now? And um, <clears throat> we can't do that. We can't go back. And obviously, our, our direction in life changes. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to kind of find out, like, what, what was it? I, I, get, I get about your backstory, and I get about what you went through. So it's, it's kind of self-evident why you chose the path that you did. But I want to kind of go a little bit deeper into that transition point from when it really clicked for you to really start doing this work and start creating a business and a coaching practice and an online platform and all the things that you have, what was it that caused you to um, want to be of service in this way? Mm. Well, I do think that there's a part of us that can go back in time and counsel a part of us that maybe carries a shame wound or some sort of something that's, that's holding us back. So I, the, the going back in time part, I think, is the inner child and the shadow work where we can be of service to self. And once we're in service to self and we're a whole person, we can be in service to others. So I, I was a financial planner for 10 years, almost 10 years. And I, I sold my practice in 2009, moved to Orange County. I want to live on the ocean. And that was just a dream that I always had. So here I was, you know, I was had a partial retirement for four years. And so I was like, well, I could do whatever I want for four years. How can I reinvent myself? So I got back into um, working out because I mean, I've always worked out, but I, 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 I looked down, I was like, I have this body all of a sudden, it was like a, a fit model kind of body. And I said, well, what can I do with this? You know, I, I, I look kind of 
fit and I could inspire people with this. So um, what could I do? And I started competing. I started doing figure competitions, bikini competitions. I was, I won overall the second show. I qualified for state and I was on stage and I felt like a hypocrite with this big, beautiful trophy in my hand and qualified for nationals. And um, I was super bloated. Um, but that was the bodybuilding diet, you know, eat six meals a day and take all these supplements. And it was really, it's still, it just still baffles my mind how we're still obsessed with like bodybuilding and macro fueling. And it's like, well, what about the micros? You know, what about the mindset? You know, what about all of the, the manifestation power that we really have deep down? And what about like meditation and, and giving ourselves the grace and the space for universe to flow through? So that was the evolution is that I was doing all the things, I, the bodybuilding diet. That was like 10 years ago. Um, but I still didn't inside feel complete. I still felt empty. There was still something that I was doing to for approval on the outside. It was, And that's when I got these breast implants, when I became a competitor, a fitness competitor. It's just like the thing to do. I was 10% body fat. And it was like, I got I to gotta look the part. I don't really have boobs. I'm 10% body fat. So I got them. Um, and that's actually when I started losing my shows. Uh, I think I lost my soul around that time. And that was still, I was training my clients at that time. I had a full practice. I was a sponsored athlete by metrics. I was traveling, working with the best, you know, Greg Plitt and Nicole Wilkins Lee, you know, some of the best that are out there. And I was actually starting to do some of the bodybuilding drugs at that time. Um, I tried it for about two weeks and I went, this is painful. This hurts. And like, what am I willing to do to this body to sculpt it for what? For, for the judges of who think that I should look this way to win. And it was like, if you want to be on the cover of a magazine, if you want to win your pro card, this is the formula and you have to do it this way. And I caved and that sucked and that hurt. But when I got 11th place in state, that's when my soul came back to rescue the physical body that was operating in my ego. And it said, no more competing. You're going to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> so I wanted this journey to reclaim my soul. And that sort of got me there, you know, becoming a yoga teacher and doing the meditation and doing the mala beads and living an Ayurvedic life and cleansing and dry brushing. And I, then I was like, oh, let's go travel the world. And I put all my stuff in storage and went to India. And I was like, I want to see where, you know, yoga came from. And that was great too. Uh, I think world travel allows us when we're expansive to explore our depth, you know, when we're exploring and playing in the universe on the world, we can do that same thing within. So that taught me a lot about myself, but it was still not it. And then it became, you know, at that time I was already a nutritionist, but then it came back and I was like, there's something deeper. So I started doing diagnostic lab work and became a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner because I was seeing that other people in the outside world were like, we're, we're so conditioned that you go to your doctor, you get some labs, you get some information, then you do something with it. And right now, many people like I was are leaving their doctor with no diagnosis, or maybe they get a diagnosis, but then they get a drug and that's just another mask and still not the answer. So like, what's the answer? What's the answer? Where is it? Where is, how, how can I discover this thing within myself? So I don't need to lean so heavily on the other people's approval or the outside world or the judgment or whatever that is. How can I have my own self-fulfilling prophecy? That's when I became a life coach. Um, that's when for me, I realized that there's something far deeper than the body, far deeper than the mind. And I discovered my soul and what I came here to do. And I started learning that what we came here to do in this world is to de-kink the hose 
and those that hose is all of the supposed to shoulds what you're supposed to do the outside world to get approval that out of girls to make you feel good about yourself, but inside you're dying and, and this and your soul and spirit can't flow through you. Universe can't flow you through you with all these kinks. So that's this, this is the soul journey that I take my clients through first exploring what their shame is trying to tell them and how it manifests in their life. And that's exactly how I got to where I am now. That's that's a beautiful story and explanation. I can completely relate to that. So much of my work is really based on that principle, which is, you know, is is really unkinking the obstructions that are going on in the physical body that making way to the mental body, making way to your emotional uh, fluidity, and then working all of its way down to your soul and allowing yourself to fully live a life based in soul alignment. I love what you said about soul goal. And um, really finding out what is it that you're here to do? You know, what is your dream? What is it that you were put on this plan to do? If you can't find the answer for that, then what is it that you want to do? And what are the things that are getting in the way of that? And we call that detoxification. Mm. And so that's something I want to dive into. I also want to dive into with you, you kind of alluded to it around the breast implant situation. I know this is a big theme going on in your life. I'd love for you to share your perspectives on breast implants, your own personal experience and journey with this, because I know that you're going through your own personal journey, which I appreciate you just sharing authentically and vulnerably about. Um, It's taken for granted, especially among men, because obviously we don't deal with that particular issue, what an issue this is and how much it weighs on women in particular, especially women that either attempted to do that, the reasons why they are, you alluded to like the shame, the more the emotional and psychological reasoning for that. Um, but also the health aspects, the health issues that are, that are correlated with having breast implants. And um, it's, it's a pretty big topic when I think about it from a self-image perspective, from a metaphysical perspective, from an emotional and obviously a physical and toxin perspective. So we don't, I don't know how deep you want to delayer it, but we'll just open it up because I know this will be very, very supportive for a lot of people. If not just one person listening to this right now, that's, that's considering it or is dealing with it and doesn't know what to do. So um, that's a big introduction for a simple question. Um, So I'll kind of, I'll just kind of hand it over to you and uh, yeah, let's dive into that. What was the simple question? Why did I get them? Yeah, well, okay, let's phrase it this way. Like, yeah, let's start off with like, why, why did you get them? And then what is your journey right now with them? Because I definitely want to talk about the actual specific dangers and harmful effects of breast or breast implants. But let's let's kind of work our way up there. Hmm. So Every woman can relate to this. Every human can relate to this. When you feel that sense of rejection from someone for not being enough to fit this box of how they portray what enough looks like. And I was at my first photo shoot and I was all excited and I showed up with my bikinis and I was sponsored and I was so proud of myself. Look where you're going. Look, you're making it in life, Diane. And I'm out in this forest in the middle of nowhere and I'm getting ready for a show. So I'm about 10% body fat and I'm posing and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just posing and I'm trying to look sexy. And I don't even know what that looks like. You know, I'm a soccer player, so I'm kind of awkward and And this photographer says, you need double D's. 
And I'm like, what? I'm sorry, what? He's like, you, you need, you need to get double D fake, fake tits. And I'm like, why? He said, if you're going to make it in this industry, if you want to be the top, you need to have fake boobs. And I'm like, can we just take the pictures? Can we just have fun with this? And I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little scared because I'm in the middle of nowhere in this forest with this guy. And I'm, I'm safe. I'm a woman. I texted my cousin and here's where I'm at because I don't know what to expect. But I definitely wasn't expecting that. And I definitely wasn't expecting the voice inside of my head that said, you're not enough. And this is the proof. And I believe that that's the voice inside of all of us that will continue to look for proof until we question that voice deep inside that says that you're not enough and where that comes from. Because I was absolutely insecure in that time in my life. And it was also, I also thought that my physical body was the path to bring in a partner, somebody I loved and wanted to love me back. And I saw, you know, all the women that were getting breast implants at that time, it was like at the height of implants. And so before you know it, I'm out and I'm working at the big bodybuilding shows and I'm shopping for boobs. I'm looking at women's boobs and I'm like, uh, who's your doctor? I want to, I want my boobs to look like that. And I went and I started shopping around doctors and it just felt so weird to have all these lines drawn on me and pinching me. And I was just feeling like I was like this Barbie that I was playing with when I was eight years old and thinking now I'm a real life Barbie or I'm obsessed with altering my body to fit into the box of society. And then the next thing you know, I was spending $7,000 and I got D's (laughs) and for about a month it worked. I got confidence. I was strutting my stuff around the gym. Like, look at all the looks I'm getting definitely working until I started getting treated like a sex object. And that wasn't just the outside world treating me like a sex object. That was the inner part of me thinking that I needed to be a sex object as a, as a path to achieve love and connection. And here I am with these implants to date covering the biggest chakra that connects us to ourself, universe, and each other. And I've blocked that. So I I see that now as, was I just shielding myself from fearing connection? Was I afraid to receive? Was I afraid to um, seek deep within myself and find the love that I am? Because it's so powerful to really be connected to that power within you. It's It's scary when you tap into that. It could be overwhelming. And then it also is scary because when you stand out, the world will throw rocks at you and and throw stones. And that's what I'm still used to, but now it's a different story. So that's why I got my boobs and my breast implants. And now I see that 10% of women have them. Um, A big percent of women are falsely being misled and believing that doctors suggesting that implants after they get breast cancer treatment is the only solution, but it's not. There's new technology now called fat transfer. And we don't think twice uh, about the sick care industry that puts these devices inside of us in, in order to 
create and craft this, this perception of what a woman really looks like. And now I'm four weeks, five weeks out from getting them removed. And it can't happen soon enough because it's like I'm living with a spouse that's abusing me that I can't kick out of my bed. And it's painful. But it also taught me a lesson. Really powerful. So, you know, we know from a from a health perspective, with all these like body modifications, and obviously, you spoke so well and so personal about the emotional and and psychological reasoning and also kind of what what you go through and what women all over the country all over the world go through from multiple dimensions and what how this can weigh on them and their self-confidence and their self-image and really their self-identity and become confused as to who they are. And you had mentioned um, about blocking the heart chakra. This is a very well-known thing about breast implants and a cause, uh, not a cause, but yeah, I'd say a cause, not the cause, but a cause of many relationship issues and just interpersonal issues connecting to the heart, connecting to our emotions, right? And so I imagine Mm -hmm. that that's had to, that has caused you to, have to do a lot more work maybe than was necessary if you didn't have them that that's that's up to interpretation um but anyways the point that uh, i want to get into is kind of just the the actual health perspective because what we know about like anything that you put into the body and far as like invasive um invasive intervention surgeries um particularly implanting something for example implanting metal any form of metal titanium rods anything whatsoever we know it sends off an immune reaction and it compromises the immune system so obviously with autoimmune conditions running rampant nowadays in a way that never ever existed before just pretty much like every other quote unquote disease or degenerative condition um so i want to i want to kind of dive deeper into the health perspective that you have both from your own knowledge and research and also from your own experience and what you've experienced um going through this mm, thank you thank you for that ronnie and i could take that a, a number of different ways so let's just see where where spirit takes me on this one um i'll start with this When we put these things inside of our body, we are literally asking for disease. It is inevitable and it is not something that happens to one. It is not rare. I don't care what the FDA says. They are protecting their profits with this lie that less than 2% of women or only a couple hundred cases of women who have installed breast implants in their body will suffer some sort of a rare cancer. And I just wonder, when are we going to start trusting our innate wisdom and the logic that says that you put something non-native, non-DNA, non-human, non-earth created, non-natural, and I'm not talking about... Natural being high fructose corn syrup, because that's a whole nother story, right? Natural flavors, high fructose corn syrup, not natural. So not organic, not native. Whenever we put that into our body, whether it's a skin product or a hair shampoo or conditioner or a food or deodorant or Glade plug-in or paint on our walls or on our pets, pesticides, all these things that we're doing, our body... I said this four years ago, Ronnie, there is no way that 
a hundred percent of us aren't, aren't, I can say it like this. There's no way that, that we will be exempt from autoimmune disease. All of us with the 85,000 plus chemicals that have been created out of convenience, um, that is actually now turning into an inconvenience life, such as the women that I'm seeing now. And I have a Facebook group called Breast Implant Illness Solutions. If anybody is listening and would like some support on their journey, because I am seeing some extremely sick women and we're not making the connection, the correlation to the causation that these choices that we make from the weed, the shame of not enough, breast implants, illness. And what, what good are we if we're bedridden and sick? And so the symptoms that I have personally seen from these breast implants began three years ago. And my friend Anna Rogers sent me an article that she wrote in Collective Evolution. And she said, Diane, I think you should look at this. And she's like, she knew I did breast implants. And at the time I was still competing. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking these out. This is how I win trophies. <laughs> you know, this is how I get boys or this is just how I get whatever. I'm like, don't want to see it. And then I started experiencing relentless rashes. I like red eyes. I look like a raccoon. I was itching so bad that I was bleeding, Ronnie. I, I, my boyfriend at the time was like, stop. And I'm like, I can't stop. And I'm in, I'm in tears in my bed. Like I can't stop itching. I don't know what the heck's wrong with me. And that's scary because I'm this practitioner and I know how to run all these labs. And I had run six labs on myself the previous month because I can't figure this out. And those labs, even as a practitioner, cost me $1,500. I'm like, why can't I figure this out? What a humbling experience that I don't know enough to help me. So it was far beyond that. The stuff that was coming out of me and I'm doing enemas and I'm doing all these things that powerful detox. I'm like, I'm like the, the craziest detox biohacker I know. And I can't figure this out. I'm in my sauna. I'm doing infrared. I'm dry brushing. I'm doing all these supplements and, and bioidenticals and, 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 and elixirs for my liver. And I'm doing everything that I know to self care, but I wasn't doing the self love part. And I wasn't questioning the implants. So then, just like many other women, they end up at the doctor. They're running all kinds of different labs. I had urinary tract infections at that time, came back again with a vengeance. Mind you, when I was a pro soccer player, I didn't have implants, but I was eating gluten and and dairy and all kinds of other things. I was applying stuff to my body that I wasn't aware of that were harming my body. So then I end up on prednisone. And this is me as a practitioner's worst nightmare because prednisone turns off your immune system. It completely disables it. This is a medication that I've seen so many of my autoimmune patients and clients on that it just numbs it out. It doesn't do anything to enable the immune system. It disables it. So I'm sitting here going, okay, now I have a great deal of empathy for how my clients feel because I don't want to take this, but what else can I do? I've tried everything. I've tried the essential oils. I've tried all the detox. I've tried the foods. I've tried, the, I've tried all the things to put on my skin, but I had lumps and bumps and I didn't know what the heck was going on. I had, um, my, now I've only got a third of my hair left. I, I lost a lot of my hair. Um, I, I, my adrenals are asking for help. I have antibodies again and I Still, six years ago, I started this journey as an FDN doing deeper lab work to explore what's going on in my gut 
because it's never the hormones that are the problem. It's what's going on in your gut that's the problem. And I'm in there and I'm like, oh my, <laughs> um, I have hormones, hormonal issues, but specifically they come from, and I had a IUD at that time too. So ladies on birth control, another major contamination for your beautiful temple, please, please learn that there is a healthy way to do this that takes charge of your ovaries again and actually will make you want to have sex again <laughs> and actually make love with your partner. So I had that copper, IUD, I had copper toxicity. That was just a little bit of a backstory. But when I first started FDN, I had high candida, high parasites, high bacteria. I'm like, whoa. And I, I was back then when I first started working with clients, the sickest person that I'd seen according to labs, right? But I was, how am I still running up hills? How am I still winning competitions? What, what's going on in here? Six years later, later, Ronnie, which is about six months ago, I had the same candida, the same parasites, the same bacteria. And I'm like, there is no way. I've been on a gut healing protocol for six years. How are these things still showing up inside of me? How are these long things? I won't, I won't go to the graphics, but how, what's coming out of my body and where is it coming from? It looks like silicone. And I went, oh, oh. And then I ended up in my, my sauna one day. And after I did a thermogram, after I've done all these things to collect information, and I found the lumps. I found the lumps in my breast. And that's when I hit my rock bottom. That's when I turned to source and said, I can't do this. I won't suffer in silence anymore. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I held myself and I told my body I wouldn't do this to me again. I, I wouldn't abandon me to fit into someone else's box of beauty. And this is now what I'm seeing in so many women. I've, I'm working with a woman with lupus right now. And she was diagnosed with lupus about six weeks ago. And her breast implants ruptured two years ago. But no doctor asked her anything about the correlation between the two. And I just had another friend's mom who died because of these breast implants. And I'm getting texts all day today about another client and friend of mine and coach of mine, three different texts about leukemia correlated to breast implants. This is not something that happens to one. This is something that's an epidemic across 10% of women, but not just breast implants. It's a deeper rooted weed. And that is the not enough. That is the perfection parasite. That is the victim virus that so many of us, it begins with the way that we see the world and, and who we are in it and what we came here to do. So I told myself, I'm not removing these implants until they taught me the lesson that I got them for. And that is that my body is here to protect me and to, to be in service to the world. And now, I'm, now I get it. Now I really get what self-love is because I had to break my body down so much to the point where I, I felt my, I felt my, expiration date. Like I felt that what if this is the last three months of my life? Have I really lived my life? Have I served who I came here to serve? Have I opened my heart? Have I allowed myself to receive and connect? And the answer was no, and I'm not done, but I am done with these implants and I'm done seeing women suffer from them. Yeah. Wow. Really powerful. So I feel like this this particular part of the story is a three-prong <clears throat> story. So starting with like kind of the 
the pre the pre implant kind of like what led to it right mm-hmm. and then now like being in the thick of it and like everything that's come through from that and what you've had to go through what so many women have to go through now i want to talk about what can we do and what are you doing you know with the explant and what that journey looks like because that that that's a rel- although i've known that you can remove breast implants um that's a relatively new term in terms of the last like year or two years that I've become aware of that. So it's not, it doesn't appear to me that that's as well um, known or like, or what to do about it and what's the safe way to do about it. Similar to removing like mercury amalgam fillings or a root canal. It's like, you know that you can remove it, but what's the safe and effective way because there's different ways to do it. And just because you remove it doesn't mean that you're out scotch free. It doesn't mean that that's the safe and effective way. You have to work with someone that knows how to remove the root canal and the periodontal ligament and and the infection underlining it. So it doesn't reinfect itself. Um, Same thing with the mercury amalgam filling. You got to know someone who can remove it so it doesn't continue to outgas. So I imagine with, um, I don't know the ins and outs of the breast implants again, because you know, it, it is part of my work, but it's not as in my face as it is for you. So I haven't dove in as deeply into it. So I'm curious, are there different, perspectives on how to do it are there are there different ways to do it that are more effective than others and and what are you doing for yourself thank you ronnie for asking that question for so many women listening because you're absolutely correct is that we get into these situations where like okay i just want it out i just want it out i just want them out and then we rush the process it's not like you're going to die tomorrow with these things in. I mean, for, I would say for most women, right? Um, but once women know and realize that so many women are suffering, hundreds of thousands of women in these Facebook groups, you go, oh, and you start seeing how these women are suffering and you go, oh, that, oh, me too. And this is what I love about the Me Too movement is that as we're sharing, we're seeing ourselves and others suffering. And we can go, we can now open up our consciousness that this is a possibility that's happening within us, but not to us, for us, right? Um, to victim, no, for victory, yes. And, and so I have put in over a thousand hours of research on, into this over the last year. And I will say that I was the sickest I was over the last year when I was in the throes and the depths of seeing the images and the videos of these women having surgery on their breasts and what it looks like these implants that have been ruptured prior to opening those women up. So it is not pretty. Um, What's not pretty. And we think that these are pretty, but what's not pretty is what it's doing inside of us. So there is an absolutely right and wrong way to do this. The first right way is to question, why did I get these in the first place? Like Ronnie asked me. And if you're removing the implants without having the discussion with that beautiful, deep inner, probably teenager within yourself that once upon a time sold itself to the outside world to be enough, please don't get these removed because you're, you're just going to move from explant to another kind of numbing device or another kind of coping mechanism. And it's just going to lead you down another path of more illness. So I can't, I can't emphasize enough the importance of, of doing the soul's journey work and really detoxifying the stories alongside the toxins because there are 30 plus heavy metals and toxins. Um, it's not just silicone. 
Uh, and by the way, saline is wrapped with silicone. So there's 30 plus, you know, polymers and fillers and heavy metals and silica. And um, a, a huge, huge one is that if we all have implants, we all have silicone. And I'm pulling my hair right now because I recently learned I was using um, shampoo and conditioner and I was putting one of them has um, silicone in it. And so many products that we use today have silicone base in them. And and also, I teach women to use menstrual cups instead of, you know, uh, glyphosate-contained tampons. I'm like, use these instead. But if you have implants anywhere in your body, butt, cheek, chin, boobs, you will develop a silicone allergy. And I can't use the menstruation cup anymore because I now have extreme sensitivity to silicone and, and pretty much a lot of chemicals and food sensitivities and all kinds of things that people think that their body's just going crazy. Well, it, there's all kinds of confusion. So the process of following the journey from acknowledging, okay, these implants are not serving me is first asking the question is how can I sit with excuse me, this inner child teenager of me that feels like it's not enough. Work with that. And then question, and and also, hold on a second. Ask yourself, what symptoms in my life am I experiencing now? Because it doesn't have to be your boobs that are causing problems. It could be that you have issues in your feet but they're caused up here. So it doesn't need to be in a specific area. We have 11 systems in the body. And just like 11 soccer player players on the field, they all work together. So if someone gets red carded, the other 10 have to work harder. And then if another one gets red carded. Now you're down to nine and you're cursing your gut and your immune system because they're not protecting you anymore. And then, then you think that you have to get vaccinations to protect you, or you got to take antihistamines, or you got to be in a gut bug protocol. But like, we got to raise up our immune system by questioning what's taking it down. So the journey of supporting the body is to support your immune system so much that when you do go to get these out, it's ready for the journey. So picking a doctor that understands that these things are causing health issues is key. Working with a surgeon that says empathetically and compassionately, sweetheart, I know that you're suffering and I see this and I realize that implants are a big part of why you're suffering right now. I believe you. And let's get these things out and let's do it the right way. The first doctor I hired was going to be approved through insurance. Sure. But he didn't believe that breast implant illness was a thing. And I was, I was becoming the surgeon. I was the one teaching him, like, here's how I want you to cut me open. Here's how I want you to extract these things. Here's where I want you to dive in between my ribs, around my heart, where this stuff has leaked down and around. That didn't feel right. So I fired him and I worked with another doctor, but the universe took care of that. That was just an intuitive hit. Now I'm getting them removed May 31st, removing the implants, as well as the calcification that the body creates. Your body is so beautifully intelligent that it sends, it sends the troopers from your immune system to create a shell around your implants that's mostly made of calcification and it's another big biofilm which is where these bugs live so no wonder why in my gut i'm seeing on my lab reports that no allopathic doctor will run candida parasites bacteria i went had a muscle testing done by my chiropractor turns out that my body thinks these are parasites they're sucking the life force and chi out of me 
no amount of coffee or liver tonics or adaptogens are going to sustain energy and vitality from you as long as these things live inside of you. So I'm going to have that removed. And I'm also doing potentially something called fat transfer for you women are out there who are concerned. I'm going to go back to a cup. I'm going to go back to flat. No one's going to love me. I have mosquito bites or whatever the story that you hold. You can have fat. This is what women have been saying for a long time. Can't they just take the fat from the problem zones? Still shamey to say, but can they take fat from my problem areas and just put them up here where I want them? Yes, they can. Now they can. So if you were in a cup before and you want to be a B cup, cool. You can do that. You can have these things removed, have fat taken from, you know, if it's your love handles, will you still be lovable if you don't have your love handles <laughs> um, from your thighs and they can put them up here. So if that's what you need to feel sexy, at least it's your native body. And then the last part about that is that we must detox this crap from our body because I also see so many women going through this explant journey and they are not going through the detox protocols. So now your poor lymph nodes, which there's hundreds of them all around your body, right here next to your thyroid and your groin next to your ovaries, down your legs and your knee, knee problems, hip problems. We have all these issues underneath the armpits, breast cancer. This is lymph, lymph is the gutters of our body and it just puts everything there is what it can that it can't get out. So we've, it's a question if we could even get silicone all the way out the body. We, we don't even know that. We've not even tested. There's not been one study done to show the long-term efficacy or safety of implants. Not one, but they're still put inside of us. So we got to remove the silicone. We got to do a heavy metal detox. We have to restore and replenish, repair the gut because it has been assaulted from a 24-7 round of chemicals and pathogens running through the body. And we must go through every one of those steps. It's the self-love, it's the extraction, and then it's a detox and recovery. That will take some time, but that is the journey and the path to self-love. Well, yeah, I, I love how deep you were able to go into this entire conversation. This is something we haven't we haven't covered in detail on this show. So I think really what this is really all about, this conversation has been about um, really the ins and outs of breast implants and shame mm -hmm. and really, really understanding like how big of an effect that particular emotion and all the lower octave emotions Shame, shame in uh, Dr. David Hawkins. I don't know if you're familiar with his work, Power Versus Force. Mm. Uh, but he's a famous, famous, he's, he's passed on now, but he was a famous psychologist. And um, one of the most probably prolific writers in the more metaphysical workings of the spiritual and personal development field, da uh, Dr. David Hawkins. And he wrote a book called Power Versus Force. And he had a calibration scale on the different emotions and um, he basically developed um, a way to calibrate the vibration or frequency of different emotions. And at the very bottom is shame. So shame is the lowest vibrating frequency out of all the emotions in the emotional spectrum. I find that very interesting. Yeah. And then shame will give rise to a very acidic body and a body that needs, that creates a, a perceived mechanism and need to create defenses 
from it. The deeper the shame, the stronger the defenses and the more worn out and weakened the immune system and the hormonal system would be. Mm-hmm. So if we can free ourselves from the shame and, and get into a space of self-love and radical self-acceptance, then we don't continue to put these toxins in our body anymore. So it's not, the problem is rarely ever what we think it is. It's not the implants that are poisoning us. It's not the FDA. It's not the doctors. It's, it's us from the, a culture of conditioning that we're not enough. And that is the lesson is that we are. And, but then who are we enough for? And, and if the answer is others, then we're still, we're still screwed. <laughs> we have to be enough for ourselves. And God doesn't make junk. God didn't make you or universe or whatever you want to call it. Didn't, didn't make you on an accident. Even though your parents may have said you were an accident, right. there's a reason. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if I, I was able to pull myself out of this when I started losing a lot of my friends when I, I reached out and I said, I need help. I'm always the one that's out there. I mean, so many people can relate to this, mostly women now, especially like we're helping everybody else but ourselves last mm-hmm. because of shame, because we're ashamed that we're not enough to save other people. And then we keep trying to prove that we can, but inside somewhere deep within ourselves, it's like, when, when are we going to be enough, worthy enough to save ourselves? Right. Right. Well, it's interesting. I mean, everything you're saying is so well, so well put in very well, um, very well researched as well. For example, Mm -hmm. they found out that um, breast cancer, the metaphysical connection to breast cancer for a lot of women, obviously not all, but for many women are actually mothers that tried to live vicariously through their children. So they would, they would, they would defer responsibility to self and then become completely responsible to the dependent child and then try to give themselves away to the child. Then like clockwork, just like, um, like when you look at psychoneuroimmunology, basically how the mind affects the immune system, what they've shown is the timing of it is very interesting. When the mother actually manifests the breast cancer is usually when the child leaves the nest, they go up to college, they leave, right? We were watching, you and I were hanging out last night, and we were watching um, the Tony Robbins documentary, I'm Not Your Guru. Remember that one, um, uh, Tony, Tony was talking about his story, how his mom loved him, but she also fought tooth and nail and essentially tortured him to out of her own kind of misplaced, distorted love because she was afraid of him leaving, Right. So it's like kind of this interesting, this interesting thing, right? When these, these underlining um, emotions and the shame and the guilt and the resentment and the, the whatever, whatever all that is, how it manifests itself in not only people's behavior, and it's kind of a confused, distorted version of love, because it is all love, but it might be just very misplaced or it might be the void of it, right? It's all seeking love, I should say. Um, and so I found that interesting about the breast, Im- or not the breast implant, but the breast cancer um, and the timing of it. Just like when, when some people go to the doctor and they get their, like, you know, whatever, their, their midlife checkup, their annual, whatever that is, their annual checkup, or when men get prostate checkup when they're like 50 or something, and everything is fine. But then when they show up to the doctor's office and they detect, like, like maybe in women it's a cyst or something or there's just like some little thing there it's benign but all of a sudden they get the fear they get the fear report and then all of a sudden when they walk out of the office 
now it's metastasizing. Now it's the tumor is actually visible. It's manifesting. The symptoms start to show where before they were actually just fine. So I find all that, I found that interesting for like almost a decade. I've been looking at the metaphysical connection more so recently with, you know, my work in trauma and, and um, addictions and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I um, totally appreciate that. And this is exactly like when I think about Tony and I think about me and I think about where you're at and I think about the, the real leaders and light workers in this world are people who have taken their story and turned it into a, a major celebration and looked back instead of overthinking it and overthinking it and figuring stuff out. We go back and go, oh, no, 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 overthink, overthink. Thank you, body, mom, life, friends, for screwing me over or my story about them screwing me over or whatever that was. Um, thank you for beating the crap out of me or my perception of you beating the crap out of me because now I got to save myself and learn. I, 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 w- I wouldn't have gone out and looked for the answers unless I felt like I was broken somehow, which we never are. It's just a story. And just like you said, placebo, like 60 to 70% of what shows up in us is placebo and what we think. And that's why I was in the worst and, and, and my suffering and and crying and slobbering and snotting like those really the deep cries and like am I gonna pull out of this am I gonna die like we have to have those moments to realize what we came here to do and and so that's just a perfect example of how we can see this a different way you could always change the station no notice what you're noticing do you notice the things that are sad in the world or do you notice a little flower that's coming up between the cracks and, and, and the flower that could, and, and, and how are you seeing the world? And if it's falling apart or, you know, like as above, so below. So I see mother nature and how she's suffering and looking at as a true manifestation of our internal suffering. So we all want to save the world, but really we don't get that we, it's about saving our inside world and being curious about what our inner world really is. And, and seeing that, you know, I've been calling this concept, we, we have leaky gut, right? Like we all, as practitioners, we know there's something called leaky gut. But like, where else are we leaking? Where are we leaking our energy? Where are we giving too many, uh, I call it giving, well, Mark Manson, um, giving too many Fs <laughs> about things that don't really matter outside of ourselves. It's like, what are we here for? And if it doesn't align with our purpose and our life's purpose, and we're just yesing all over the place we're chronic yesers we're people pleasers and so we've got leaky soul that's leaky soul and until we understand that like again no amount of herbal tonics and no amount of adaptogens are gonna get us out of this that's just a it's a very expensive lesson and women we have these implants rupturing and and as we round this interview out i want to put this out there because i think that Women need to understand what this could be if it is implants that are that are the issue. Um, the 21 main signs is that there's tenderness, lumpiness, or discomfort in the implants. There's a change in the shape of your breast. There's a change in the consistency, like maybe it's more soft or like in my case, almost triple Ds. They're just uncomfortable now and inflamed and painful. And it's a lot of times hardening of the breast and you have, there, there's a lot of pain. There's could be rashes or all over your body and your hair starts to fall out or doesn't grow back and your joints hurt like, like hell and your spine misaligns too. Like I've been going to the chiropractor once, twice a week for a long time. And I've spent 
tens of thousands of dollars on that. But nothing is going to correct that spinal alignment until we remove the reason why our thoracic curve is going reverse and we've got lumbar deficiencies and cervical spine issues. And if your spine isn't aligned, your, your central nervous system can't function either. So again, no matter of cleansing is going to do anything to support you here unless you cleanse the main source of toxicity, which are these things. And then multiple chemical sensitivities, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, diagnosis of autoimmune disease or a feeling of fibromyalgia, um, skin thickening or hardening, dry out, dry eyes, dry mouth, dry vagina, and just literally how can I even get out of bed or let alone give my partner the love that they deserve? Um, if I can't even move, <laughs> if it's so painful and I see so many of these partners suffering with them and I worse off, I see partners who are like, no, you will not give, get these breast implants out because this is my sexual toy too. And that's just disgusting. And that's a prison. And I, this is the behind the scenes stuff that I see with the women I'm working with. I work with women now to help them along this journey to prepare them for explant and then to support them on the soul's journey, as well as the silicone detox and the self-love and the self-care and the, the cell revival, because all of those are necessary. And, and just getting back to what real connection is. And my hope is that on the other end of this, I get my breasts and plants removed and I'm seen and loved and cherished by others and maybe a partner at some point that will look at me and say, I don't care if you have implants. I love the person that's inside. And I know that that can only happen once I fall in love with me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing I'd say to women out there is that no one will ever love you until you have loved you and have fully accepted you. And it sounds like a difficult task and it's not an overnight thing. It's our life's work. We will never be in full acceptance of ourselves. We're always going to have hiccups, but it's, um, it's not an easy path to walk. <laughs> you definitely have to take some of these shadows and look at them and question them, but you absolutely are not weak. When you say I need help, you're not weak. That does not make you weak. That makes you strong because it's not, it's not cool to die suffering. And that's what I see so many women doing now. And this is not a small amount of women. This is a large percentage of women. And the women who get breast implants after breast cancer turn up with other things like colon cancer, because they have a four times higher odds of getting colon cancer. They have 800% increased risk of autoimmune disease when they put these implants in. They have four times higher risk of suicide, three times higher risk of depression and being on medication. So these are not small statistics. This is, a, this is an absolute weaponry on the woman's body and the temples and the hearts that we have deep inside of this that came here to serve the world. Wow. Really, really powerful. I want to thank you for just coming on and being so powerfully authentic and vulnerable and sharing your, your knowledge, but also your personal experience in just an amazing way. Um, I know that you do a lot of programs. You you have a multiple um, Facebook groups that you support people with and you work with people in very specific ways. So I'd love for you to share where people can find you, how they can get in contact with you, your work, your content, and get more access to you. Sure. I love being accessible. <laughs> I think parts of me think I'm a unicorn. So I love to spread magic and help others find the unique source of purpose within. Um, so Diane is my website and that's how you can also find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, 
YouTube. Hopefully you laugh at me on all of those videos because they're intended for edutainment because this stuff can get heavy. You know, this conversation was a little heavy, but I think it's heavier when these things are in us, but it could be so lighter on the other side. And that's what it is in my Facebook groups where we get light, but we get real first. And so you can't get light until you get real and you cleanse all of this stuff, cleanse all the stories, the toxins. Um, I will have a podcast coming soon, but like I said, the Facebook group is um, Breast Implant Illness Solutions, and then I also have another Facebook group called Hormone Healing Hacks, and that's where we've got like 1,500 women from all around the world. We've got clients that we serve all around the world. All the work that I do is online, and so the work that we do with women is we just ship labs to them. They don't have to go anywhere. Um, It's not like they have to go in and see a doctor and get you know, needles poked and lab tests that are inconclusive. So we do some of that work in there, some cleansing, some deeper dive, but we, everything that we do, it's not just about food. Food is part of the vessel and it's a way to show self-love, but it's not the only path. So there's multiple different places and accesses that you can have to me and multiple different ways to work with me, but it's definitely a soul's journey. Indeed. Indeed. And that's why this show exists. Thank you so much for making the time and being available and joining us. It was a total honor and pleasure. And I'm just really grateful to know you. Mm, Same here, Ronnie. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.